Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of AdMail. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. I'm here to help you find the answers to the most frequently asked questions from my clients about self-directed retirement accounts. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of AdMail. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. On today's episode, we're going to have more fun. Three amazing questions from three super smart people. One involving IRA custodians, another one talking about IRA investments in S-Corps. And then the third question, whether to use one or two LLCs when doing several self-directed IRA investments. So really good episode for you today. Hope you guys enjoyed it or will enjoy it. I think you will. And um, let's get going right away. First question is from Facebook. And in this question, the individual wants to know, what is the difference between an IRA custodian and a passive custodian? So it's a really good question. I actually get this question quite often. And guess what? There's no really much of a difference. An IRA custodian is either a bank financial institution or trust company that's legally permitted to administer IRAs. And that's based on section 408 of the Internal Revenue Code. So only those types of entities could administer IRAs. And when it comes to administration of IRAs, you're talking about 1099s, 5498s, all the information the IRS needs on an annual basis or on a transaction by transaction basis. So if you have an IRA at a bank or financial institution, they're an IRA custodian. But if you do a self-directed IRA, let's say you use IRA Financial as your IRA custodian, in that case, IRA Financial will also be known or can also be titled as a passive custodian. Why? Because it's not really doing anything active. All it's really doing is facilitating your investments and doing the annual IRA administration. Whereas if you used Merrill Lynch, that would be that could be your IRA custodian if you have an IRA with Merrill Lynch. And they also could be actively involved in managing your money. Whereas if you do a self-directed IRA, you as the IRA owner will be involved in managing your investments and the custodian IRA financial would simply be responsible for your IRA administration. So it's a good question. Uh, I get it quite often. Sounds more complicated than it is because in the self-directed IRA world, a passive custodian is the same as an IRA custodian. The second question of the day. This question is from Richard G of Snowmass, Colorado. Richard wants to know, why can't my self-directed IRA invest my friend's S corporation? So great question, Richard. I probably, I'm not sure if I spoke to you about this several weeks ago, but I spoke to someone about this. And the individual basically was like, Adam, what's the deal? I don't understand. I can invest in an LLC, C-Corp. Why can't my IRA invest in S-Corp? Makes no sense. I said, I agree. It's actually, Richard, not an IRA world rule. It's a S-Corp rule. Under Section 1361 of the tax code, there are shareholder restrictions on S-Corps. Yeah. Believe it or not, not everyone can be an S-Corp shareholder. You can't have more than 100 shareholders. It has to be one class of stock. Can't have two classes or three classes. And foreign people can't be shareholders. An IRA can't be a shareholder. A partnership can't be a shareholder. A corporation can't be a shareholder. So a single member LLC technically can. There's some guidance on that. And even a 401k technically can. Although 401k ownership in an S-corp 
could trigger UBIT, the unrelated business income tax. So what happens if your IRA invests in an S-corp? Nothing actually happens to the IRA. What will happen to the corporation is that S-corp election will be invalidated and that corporation will be considered a C-corp, which can trigger all kinds of potential tax ramifications. So it doesn't trigger prohibited transactions on your IRA. It's not an IRA issue. It could potentially invalidate the S-corp election and then create tax ramifications to the C-corp or to the corporation, I should say, uh, under um, section 11, well, tax return, filing 1120 form. And under the S-corp rules, if the S-corp election is revoked, there could be potential tax ramifications. So Richard's a really, really good question, actually. So thank you for sending it in. Third question of the day. This is another good one. It's from YouTube. And in this question, this individual wants to know, I have a Roth and a traditional IRA. and want to do some real estate and private placement investments. Do I need to set up two LLCs? So you got two options here. Well, I should say no. Let me back up. You got a few options. Number one, you don't need to use an LLC, right? You have a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA. You need two accounts. And then each account can do multiple investments, right? The traditional IRA, let's say you have 100 grand in the traditional, 200 grand in the Roth. You can take 50 here, 150 here, mix and match, and just do one-off one investments into the different types of investment categories that you want to do, whether it's real estate, private placements, hedge funds, private investments, gold, cryptos, whatever you want. Some people want to use LLCs. Why? They want limited liability protection. They want more control. They want more privacy. What happens? Well, you can do one LLC that's going to be owned pro rata. So let's say it's just to keep the numbers easier because um, math isn't that great anymore um, and older. Uh, 100,000 for traditional IRA, 100,000 for Roth IRA, 50-50 in the LLC. That means the LLC is 200K and it divvies up the money to make investment A, investment B, investment C, all the profits and losses go 50-50. Well, let's say you want to bifurcate your Roth because you say, you know what? I'm going to invest in my Roth's going to do really risky stuff. Why? Because if there's a home run, I want it to be in my Roth. So I want only certain investments to do Roth and I want others to do pre-tax. In that case, you'll need two LLCs, right? Because if they're both, if your IRA and your Roth are in the same LLC, you can't pick and choose what investment goes to which owner. The owner's own a pro rata share of the entire entity. Just like I own shares in Apple, I own the shares in the whole company, not just the iPad division or the watch division, right? I got it all. Same with an LLC. Can't pick and choose which investments the owner owns. They own the entity in the aggregate. So a pro rata share of all the profits and losses, income gains of the LLC, which underscores all the investments of that LLC. So if you don't care, if you're happy to just take a pro rata cut of all the investments, then you can do one LLC. A multiple member LLC still has to file a partnership return, but there's no entity level tax. It's just a filing form 1065. If you want to pick and choose which investments go Roth or which investments go pre-tax, then you should set up two LLCs or just don't use an LLC and just have the IRA or the Roth go directly uh, into the investment. Um, but those are really your options and it's based off your, your um, obviously what you want to do personally in terms of the economic returns you want to have allocated to the pre-tax or Roth. If you're okay with a pro rata you know, formula type situation, then just have one LLC. If you want to pick and choose, then you're going to have multiple LLCs, either per investment or per IRA, or just have your IRAs directly invest into the underlying investment. 
That's a great question from uh, YouTube. Thank you so much. Again, if you have questions, send them in, Info Diary Financial, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, hit us up on social media. We've got lots of great questions in the queue. But as I always say, if you have something, um, who knows, maybe it cuts the line. Maybe it's that good of a question. And don't be shy. You'd be shocked. Sometimes what you think is the easiest and simplest and maybe dumbest question turns out to be you know, the most complex and actually the most interesting. So you can be anonymous. You can say, don't use my name. Um, that's cool. Um, just let me know. Send it in, info at our financial uh, ad mail or ask Adam or Adam talks or just say, I have a question for Adam and it will get to me. Don't worry. Otherwise, thank you for watching. If you're doing so on YouTube, if you're listening uh, to the podcast, thank you as well. Uh, please give us a good rating. Um, really appreciate the support. Thank you for uh, spending some time with me today and I'll see everyone again next week. Take care.